Welcome to the XY Advisor Podcast, a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice. To get involved, go to xyadvisor.com or simply download the XY Advisor app. Portfolio construction and risk management are tasks that take you away from where you need to be, building relationships with your clients. Aberdeen Standard Investments can support you by creating bespoke investment solutions. Outsourcing portfolio and risk management creates efficiencies, enabling you to focus on fulfilling the ambitions of both your clients and your business. This podcast is being prepared with cares based on sources believed to be reliable and all opinions expressed are honestly held at the applicable date. However, it is general information only and we accept no liability for any errors or omissions. Just be prepared without taking into account the particular objectives, financial situation or needs of any investor. Investing involves risk, including the risk of losing capital. It's important that before acting, investors should consider the their own circumstances, objectives, and financial situation. The information's appropriateness to them and consult financial and tax advisors. Investors should consider the PDS available at AberdeenStandard.com before making an investment decision. Products issued by Aberdeen Standard Investments Australia Limited, ABM 59002123364, AFSL number 204263. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the XY Advisor podcast. Uh, we are talking all things scale in our scale up series and today i'm joined by james wortley welcome james yeah thanks Fraser. good to be here fantastic to have you on now um today i wanted to to get you on to the 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 conversation and bring you into the conversation around scale because i believe that you're doing some amazing things in your business and uh you know especially the adoption of technology and the overall client experience uh so thank you for coming on we will uh, we will go into that in a second, but before we do that, I thought we just I just might give an opportunity just to, to to say sort of who you are and 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 where your business is and, and where you've come from. Yeah, so we're Enlightened Financial Solutions up in Mackay in Queensland. Uh, so population's around about a hundred thousand uh, people. So good regional centre, great place to live, gateway to the Whit Sundays. Uh, so from a business perspective, well, we're a self-licensed business. We got our license back in two thousand seventeen. We're, we're growing pretty quickly. We're, we're growing around about 20, 25% each year. From a client perspective, 354 clients is about $2.5 million ongoing revenue. Uh, so average fees probably around about $7,000 for it. So, but uh, if, if I just go back, I uh, was, was a Westpac financial advisor back in 98, uh, gone through the banking system, had the opportunity in 2007 to buy my clients uh, through Magnitude. Uh, so one of those early adopters uh, for that opportunity. Uh, so started Magnitude Financial Advice Business on the 1st of April, 2007. What a great day. April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then what happened after that? <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> yeah, so a bit of market turmoil after that. But uh, yeah, got through that and now grown very well. We, we've done a couple of acquisitions over that period of time, but uh, we now have five financial advisors uh, and 13 uh, staff altogether. Fantastic. And uh, and all the staff are in that regional or rural, rural uh, area of uh, North Queensland? Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you for that uh, great introduction. So uh, so, so you've, you're an advisor, you've evolved as time goes on, you've got a lot of um, clients that are existing, but you're also in, in a phase of growing, which is incredible. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that you've done in your practice uh, over the last few years. Um, and before we get into that, Tell me about the the process that sort of started this evolution of you embracing technology and going right. How are we going to how are we going to engage our clients in a way uh, use technology and um, 
and really grow the business from where it was? Yeah, so again, from the technology perspective, I love technology. I uh, love, love having to play with it and seeing what you can actually do with it and wasting a hell of a lot of time on it as well. So, but, uh, but coming back to where we were, and I'm sure everyone's gone through that process and continue to go through that. Uh, but in 2017 was the game changer for us. So we became self-licensed. So as soon as we got that license, so again, we were previously um, Securitor um, before then. Uh, once we got the license, it was like everything. It's just like this brand new toy. What are we going to do? We're going to change the world. How do we change it? We've got all these things to do. And then we've worked out, okay, you now need to do a statement of advice for every single client that you have. So, so, the, so the journey that we started on was, okay, what, let, let's start to relook at everything that we do, but let's look at it from not our perspective as a financial advisor. Let's look at from a client perspective. And that's the one thing I think we get a little bit lost, especially with all the regulation, the Hain report and everything that we've gone through uh, over the, probably the last yeah, seven to eight years. Uh, so from, from our perspective, it was 12 months of consolidation, but we we're working on that client experience. So the one thing, and if I just go back, uh, the, pre, well, the way we previously did it was uh, we see a client, so it might be a brand new client. We do the first interview. Uh, we then do a second interview. We'd say, okay, look, for us to be able to provide advice, we need to do a statement of advice. We'll need to charge you $3,000, $10,000, whatever that statement of advice fee is. Uh, again, client goes, yes, okay, happy to get the advice. We then send instructions to Paraplanner. It might come back six weeks later. It might come back three months later. From Then you're presenting the advice. You're going through a 100-page document. You've got all these projections and everything else, and uh, you present to client then, then what? which I find a little bit hilarious now in hindsight, is then we ask the client, do they want to proceed? So we've done all this work and we're actually given an opportunity to be able to say no again. And, uh, and then we start to do the implementation process. So, so we then came back and said, okay, from a client perspective, what are they doing? They're coming in for the first interview. They're coming in for the second interview. They're waiting for this six to seven week period to be able to provide advice. And, and there's so many advisors that tell me they don't even go through the statement of advice. They'll go through the summary and just say, look, this is what this is all about. And they have the statement of advice on the side and say, look, yep, this is our compliance document. So, uh, and then we give them the opportunity, yes or no, and then we do the implementation. Uh, and where does that statement of advice go? That 100-page document is, it goes in the filing cabinet or a bin and never to be seen again. Yeah. Uh, the projections are out of date. So as soon as we're actually presenting that, there's probably quite out of date. There's... Um, Again, government legislation changes, economic conditions change, life changes so quickly as well. So we've just gone and if, if this case, the client's actually just invested all this uh, money to get this statement of advice and it's out the window. Can I uh, ask you a couple of questions around this? Because I've, I've got some theories around the the value associated with a statement of advice and and stick with me on this because I, I you know i think the real value is in the implementation the process yeah. of them saying yes and you implementing and then after after that fact they've then been provided with some value i know we put this value on a statement of advice because it costs a lot of money to produce uh so we instantly as you know the advisors think that there is a value associated to this 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 document but from a client point of view is the value actually in the document no, it's not. The, the value is in their first two interviews where actually you're building trust with clients and you can actually give them an understanding with how we're going to help them uh, and just earning their trust. So, so generally when we get to that statement of advice, say, look, we're going to present a statement of advice for you and, and you're happy to go ahead. The clients have got the trust. So they're, they're going to go generally 80, 90% of clients will go ahead with whatever you're actually going to talk to them about. 
because you've gone through some of that detail uh, with how we're actually going to help them. But, uh, but I'm with you. The, the value, everything that we do with value comes back to its client, being in front of the client and actually talking to them about what are their values, what's important to them, and what do they want to get out of life? What, what, how, do, how do we help them live their best financial life? That's, that's, that's what value is to me. And, and we do. We do get a little bit lost in, in the compliance side of it as well. Yeah. So tell me, after this pain, and, and I, I, I pretty much think that everyone's feeling the pain, uh, what did you decide to do about it? Yeah, so for us, uh, client experience. Uh, so for our initial uh, meetings that we have, we talk about client values, uh, really important. We go, we go through a lot of detail to be able to understand what's really important to clients. Uh, after we have that conversation, we've got, we've got some of their information. We use Astute Wheel, so we've got all that information up front, so we know their financial position. So we can whip through that pretty quickly to understand where they are. So we're, then we're talking about the values and then how do we turn that into goals and then how can we help them. So we've changed from, we don't do upfront advice fees anymore. Uh, we engage our clients, give them the opportunity to say, okay, if you want to be a client of ours, then we will charge you this per month and the contract is for the next 12 months. The benefit that we looked at is saying, okay, if a client wants us to proceed and, and wants to be engaged with us, guess what? We're working from day one. We're not waiting six weeks, eight weeks, three months down the track. If they need wills and they haven't got a will, We'll, that's the first thing that we'll do. We'll prioritise all their advice and go and take them to a solicitor, get that done. If they haven't got insurance and it's one of their, their number one, uh, if they don't have any income protection, okay, let's get that sorted straight away. It's one of those critical things that we need to be able to do. So, so they're the conversations. So from, a, from taking that client on, uh, we're working from them from day one, not three months later. Yeah, so this is a really interesting um, model in itself. Uh, so, so straight into monthly uh, contract, say for a twelve-month period, but um, we're, lo- we're looking at monthly. Then you can triage what sort of needs to be done first. So you're obviously looking at their values and, and understanding yeah. what their best financial life is going to look like. But then the plan could come out over a six-month period, really. To, well, let's fix all the things up that are broken first, and then we'll work on the other things. Is that yeah? Is that yeah. Done? So, so. From, so once a client actually says, yes, we're happy to go, we'll actually do an onboarding video. So part of that video, so again, we're sort of moving into this video and client experience uh, with the technology that we're, that we're utilising. So uh, as part of that onboarding video, part of the onboarding video is also explaining to clients all our staff, who they are, what they do. So again, good experience. So that when someone's ringing their phone, they know, okay, yep, this is whoever, and yep, this is what their role is. But also we're going to prioritise what their advice. Look, these are all the issues that we talked about. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're actually going to deal with this. Uh, in our next meeting, we'll actually talk about, okay, prioritising that advice. So they've got the onboarding video. We do a Finometrica risk profiling questionnaire, which we can cover that off a little bit later. Uh, so we've got that information. The client then comes back. We prioritise the advice. And part of that then is we do the video advice. So that's, that's probably the real big change up with, uh, with where we're going from a technology point of view. But more importantly, it's the client experience. Yeah. Now, now we're going to get into this video advice in a second. Just with the onboarding video, uh, is that an individual onboarding video that you've done for each client or is that something that you've done and then you send out? Uh, yeah, so, so, so the way that we do these videos, we've got a PowerPoint presentation that we go through. So we've got all the photos of all our staff. So we're talking about what they do. We're also... Uh, going through what their fee is and what that entails based on the service that we're actually going to provide to them over the 12 months. Um, so it's not a statement of advice. It's just onboarding video, giving them an understanding of what they can expect over the next 12 months. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. 
And that's almost, uh, you know, you've sent them the FSG, for example, but this is the actual personalised version of that. Yeah, and these videos probably three to five minutes, no longer than five minutes. So, so we, we did look at the efficiency point of view where we can actually do a video and just send that out to our clients. But again, it's client experience. We want to make sure that we've got a customised, personalised uh, experience for the client. And that's, that's critical for everything that we do. Okay. So that's if I come in, I'm, you're, my, you're the advisor, I come in, uh, we, we have a values meeting and then you do me an onboarding video. Yeah, onboarding video comes out. And so that goes out in a Dropbox link. Yep. Uh, so the video is done just to, from the technology point of view. We use OBS. Uh, so we looked at a lot of the technology around. OBS was the best technology because it downloaded. We didn't actually have anything in the cloud. It downloaded directly to our laptops. Um, so we wanted to be a little bit in control of everything that we actually do. So, so that worked really well with OBS. We had that. We can then just go and review the video. We've got dual screens. So we've got two dual screens in the laptop. So we're moving from screen to screen and also face-to-face as well. Yep. So it is that really good client experience. Yeah. Now, for anybody uh, listening, OBS is a open broadcast software. It's um, open sourced and it, as you said, it downloads to your machine. So it's saving the files on your personal machine, not into the cloud. Yeah, and works well. And mind you, this we've been doing this for two and a half years and we continue to stuff up. But, but one of the things that we do that I say to all my advisors is you just keep pushing through. If it's not a big stuff up, just keep going because that makes it personal. Yeah. It's, okay. uh, it's that people make mistakes and uh, if there's wording and you're not really too sure of, but, uh, but still, if we're, if we're keeping to our script and we've got a PowerPoint presentation and we're getting a message across, then that's the number one. But we also want to make sure that we've, we've got a lot of energy in our videos as well with the clients so they can see that, that we're really focused in and it's just all about them. It's their best interest. And, and we just, we just love um, yeah, giving advice to our clients. Fantastic. And I'm sure the clients love getting a video or a personalized video. Yeah. Yep. They absolutely do. All right. So that's the, that's the first part of the onboarding. Let's talk about the advice piece because there is, um, you know, as we get into this idea of um, creating a video statement of advice, uh, let's, let's talk about how that works from a practical point of view and, and, and we'll get into sort of how your clients feel about it. Yeah. So, so the history there also, we, we spend a lot of money um, uh, with a, a lawyer and actually going through that process because, okay, how do we do video advice? Are you able to do video advice based on the legislation? So we, we went through that. That probably took about six months to be able to go through that. Uh, and it was about just doing these videos, getting them to have a look at it, understanding where they're at. There was a lot of feedback that came through. So we've just continued to keep on fine tuning over and over again to where we are today. And it's just one of those things that just we keep on uh, changing and evolving uh, and and. and I suppose sharing best practice with the advisors uh, to say, okay, how can we make this process better? And then also come back to a client feedback point of view is what type of feedback are we actually getting? So we're asking those clients, yeah, this uh, is, a, what is, is it good for them as well? Yeah. So from the, from the legislation point of view, there was nothing in the legislation that said you couldn't do a video statement of advice. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the next thing they'll always go, well, it depends on what you say and how you say it and if you cover everything. Um, so you've been through that process to work out all of the points that you need to hit um, and you put yeah. them into a PowerPoint presentation so that you're essentially presenting as you go through the presentation that leads the advisors to make sure they hit all the points that are necessary. Uh, absolutely. So again, it's just, what's your recommendation? What are the reasons for your recommendation? Uh, is there alternatives? We're covering off all the fees and charges. So all the, all the, all the, all the usual uh, information. That PowerPoint presentation, depending on how complex it is, uh, and this is and this is probably a critical part of why video advice works really well. It is scoped 
every advice is scoped. So we're not doing holistic advice. It's critical because we uh, your videos would be 30 minutes to an hour and that's lost on clients. Uh, so five to 10 minute video. Uh, so it might mean we're doing for a new client, it might be five or six different presentations that we're doing over a 12 month period. So again, short. So th- again, legislation says it needs to be sh- needs to be concise so clients can easily understand it. What's the experience like for the client, and just making sure that we are, uh, from a compliance point of view, hitting all those points of of why we're we doing the advice and the disclosure that we need to be able to do as well. And is it in the client's best interest, and why is it in their best interest for that advice as well? So, so again, prioritising all that advice in order. Uh, where we're actually discussing that with a client. So from our point of view, we'll say, okay, look, this is a couple of things that we think is important to you. But then they might say, look, no, look, this is great, but I want to be able to get this part of the advice first. Not a problem. We discuss that and then start to go with that particular advice. So we'll do the PowerPoint presentation. Uh, Again, our power planner can turn that uh, PowerPoint presentation because it is scope device and we've been doing this for two and a half years. Uh, We can turn them around in probably in 30 minutes. That's how quickly the PowerPoint presentation can be done. We've got additional information that forms part of it as well. Um, but the PowerPoint presentation goes to the advisor. The advisor then records the video. So what the client will actually see, which is probably important uh, for the viewers, is they'll see the video is number one. So there's so when we do the Dropbox link, that's your statement of advice. So it includes the video, includes our scope device, scope device. Uh, it includes our goal summary. We'll then go into their financial position, which is a summary of all their, their financial position. So it's, again, know your client, making sure that we can understand them, talk about their goals, what the advice we're actually giving them, and then any additional information. So if it's insurance advice, okay, what other additional information? So this is the education that comes in. If it's superannuation, if, depending on what the strategy is, there's some additional information. So when the client actually gets that particular document, they've got the choice that, number one, will, will always say, go through the video, once they go through the video, then they've got all that additional information they can they can go through as well, which sort of forms, that is the statement of advice. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So uh, from a practical point of view, you've done, you've had your meetings, you've worked out what the, um, you know, the, the triage, let's, I call it triage. You're like, what, what do you want to focus on first? If it's, let's say, if we're focusing on uh, fixing up everything to do with your risk, and then we're going to look at your investment preferences and superannuation, all those things over the next few months, let's say we're just looking at risk. You then, your power planner, you still use a power planner or somebody that creates that PowerPoint presentation, looks at the strategy, looks at the um, selection of the product, whatever product you're going to use, uh, puts that into the PowerPoint presentation. You as the advisor record a quick five to 15 minute mm-hmm. video, depending on the, the, the complexity uh, that video then gets sent to your client in yeah. a link. Yeah. So, and every video is ordered by another financial advisor in the business. Yep. Really critical. Because yep. that's about the training and the understanding what other advisors are actually doing and making sure that we're, we're delivering uh, the same experience for every client that we have in our business. Yep. Okay. So you'll, you'll be creating videos and watching videos throughout the, uh, the process of the other the advisors in your office. Uh, that gets sent to the client and then the client gets to watch that, um, look at the forms and then what, come and talk to you again? What's the next step after? Yeah, so, so what we're finding, especially for new clients, is that they, once they go through the process once, they can understand it. So they'll actually they'll watch the video. Just so, so those clients that don't have email, they can't actually get technology, uh, they'll come in to the office and then we'll play the video for them. So really important. We play the video, uh, then the advisor will actually then come in after the video is played and have a conversation. Then we'll go through, again, the presentation. What are the queries that you've actually got? But what we're actually finding now is 
as we're starting to go through the different levels of advice, usually the first two are okay. Clients will actually come in. The third, fourth, and fifth is the clients understand that they watch the video, they're okay, they're coming back, we're having a quick conversation, do you understand it? Making sure that we've got that informed consent from, from both clients and then we're executing it and we do that through DocuSign as well. So, so we're now starting to get a lot more efficient process because clients are used to what we're actually doing. But number one, we still came back to that client experience because a lot of clients haven't got the time to come into the office, especially with what we're doing. We're not, we're not seeing them once a year or twice a year for the first 12 months. We're seeing them probably four or five times. But we're also given the opportunity where we're actually valuing their time. So, again, forgetting about what our experience is, let's look at the client's experience. Everyone's busy. Everyone's got, they've got families. They've got work. Uh, so we need to make sure that this is a more efficient process for them. And that's, that's the feedback that we're actually getting from some of our clients, especially for those business owners where they're really busy. They can watch the video. They can watch it in five to ten minutes and go, yep, not a problem. Uh, and then, then we can actually start to execute the advice. Yeah, and this process, obviously, you know, online meetings is, is very much not a problem. You can have a quick meeting um, to, to go through any questions. Yeah, and, and Zoom works even better. So especially for, uh, I know we're working on some things with, uh, with ASIC, but uh, informed consent is when you're, when you're recording a video with the presentation, so they've already seen the video, but you're just doing a quick Zoom meeting saying, okay, Lep, do you understand that? Can you please explain what we're actually doing for you? They explain it. We've got it on video. So you can't get any better informed consent than that. I 100% agree with you. You know, that recording of that video of the, yes, I understand. Yes, I want to go ahead. Um, yes, I want to get this in place. Can we do it? Can we start now? Is uh, is absolutely incredible. Um, now, talk to me about the clients that have been through, because we're talking about client experience. You will have had some clients who are were, were born and bred the old school way where we've taught them that we taught them this is how we provide advice in this, in this hefty document. Uh, and then you've been through a, a transition process where you've said to those clients, we don't do that anymore. We do something new. Um, so talk to me about clients that have been through both the, uh, the old way and the new way and what their reaction has been. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been unbelievable. So even for those clients that don't have computers, but uh, we, we had one client, probably the first one that we actually had, the feedback was, guess what? We finally understand your advice. Which, which to me, like, that's just going, well, wait up. We've previously done these statement advices and got these documents. They're complex. There's so much information in it. And clients can't comprehend it. Uh, again, we're not taking anything away from teachers or engineers, but uh, they, they love to have that information and read that through. But, uh, but that might only make up 5% of our population. The other 85% don't. And most people understand through pictures as well. So, so that, that's critical with what we're actually doing. So the feedback that we're actually getting each time, it doesn't matter if they're, if they're 20 or in their 70s or even 80s, the feedback's been great because it's just really concise. They understand it. They understand why we're doing it and what the benefits are for them. And we've got the opportunity for them to still then present the advice and go through any questions that they have. So when we're doing the client presentation, it's completely changed. It's not an hour and a half meeting we're actually going through every page of the document or like other advisors, a summary and don't even go through the statement of advice. Uh, we're just going through those key points because we can bring up the PowerPoint presentation. Have you got any questions? Go through it, make sure that they understand it, get that informed consent. Um, but then the difference that we're actually doing, because we, we're, we're all about enlightened financial solutions rather than James Wortley uh, or Scott Jamison as the financial advisors. So it's a corporate business. So when we do the sign up, 
we don't do the sign-up. The advisor walks out. The admin team come in to do the actual sign-up. So we're actually building a corporate relationship with our clients. It's not about the advisor, but it's about this team of inline financial solutions. So, so that's working really well. Uh, our staff love it. Clients love it as well. Yeah. Now, I just want to dig into that because I think this is actually uh, off the back of, it's not just a corporate relationship, but it's a professional relationship. So um, I, I sort of have this theory that if we go to the doctor uh, and they ask all the questions about our, our past and our history and what we're doing and, and, and our habits, and then, uh, and then they created, you know, uh, they, they might diagnose something and then they talk about a treatment plan and then they prescribe some medication, but then you go off to the chemist to get the medication you know, the prescription field. Uh, and that's kind of what you're doing in your practice. The, the doctor is in the room prescribing what needs to be done and, and talking about the treatment plan or what I call it, the, the, the financial planning part, and then the prescription, which is the financial advice part. But then they go off to another part of your, you know, somebody else in your organisation to um, fill the prescription, essentially. Yeah, and works well. Just, again, advisors are always looking for more time that we can actually spend with more clients. And that gives us the time to be able to do that. But it still come back to it. It's the client experience. The clients love the experience as well. Fantastic. Now, I just, I just, I just want to go back in one, one step um, and talk about that transition from old world to new world and those mm. clients that have been. So there's been no resistance because I hear the, quest, the thing all the time from people that says, yeah, but some clients still like the paper document. Yeah, some clients still want a, um, you know, a, a written SOA. So we've got to be able to make sure that those have you had many clients that still say they want the paper? None, none at all. So look, this is the way that we're doing things. And, uh, and again, with, with, we know those more technical clients that want more information, but that's fine because we actually put that into our videos anyway, and we can, we can move across into, into whatever we're talking about from a strategic point of view. So this is where we'd have additional information up there as well. So, so it's still the information, probably, probably the one, thing that, that I'm not a massive believer in is projections. Uh, again, projections, when you actually got all these numbers, I know tax assessment and everything else, look, it's, it's important, but when you're doing projections, is it, life is not like that. Things change. The projections are out the window. We saw that back in March last year. We might find that in another three or four weeks, something happens. What, what's the projections do? It, it, it's nothing. So probably on the projection side is really important that we do projections at the annual review so we're doing it yearly are they on track what are we looking to be able to do and this is probably a nice little segue to to what we do as part of the annual review process so when we're talking to our clients we're going through that when they walk out the door it's wow it's hour and a half that's oh can you remember what we were doing and what we yeah everything's going okay but what does that actually mean so we then as soon as the advisor finishes the meeting they go straight back upstairs they'll then actually record a video uh, generally five to seven minutes and explain exactly what we actually went through. So, and that, and so, so again, from, from a client experience and feedback point of view, they love that feedback to say, oh, yes, I can remember that. We talked about that. This is where we are. And guess what? We are on track. We know everything you're actually providing for us. So, so I think that is not just a video advice when it comes back to the statement of advice or record of advice, but the annual review process as well. Um, to, to be able to bring that forward for clients to be able to understand that a lot better. Uh, so, so there's been some real fantastic feedback on that. Yeah. Wonderful. And, uh, and definitely nobody uh, in there, like, as you mentioned before in their, you know, you know, maybe their eighties or something like that, having a problem with the video rather than the paper. 
No, because the video, again, it's unless you've got hearing issues, which um, which some clients do, but, again, they've got hearing aids these days. But uh, because we've got a massive screen there in our interview office and we turn the volume up so that once the client so it's just like we're presenting it with a client anyway. Um, but it, it just it saves financial advisors' time. When you're going through a summary and talking about it in five minutes, compare that to if you presented that PowerPoint presentation with a client and you're going through that, it's, uh, you're not talking about five to seven minute presentation, you're talking about 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. So there's definitely some efficiencies that you're actually getting as part of that process. Yeah. Now, speaking of those efficiencies, have you actually worked out, quantified what that might mean to your business from, a, from an efficiency it's, point of view? We haven't quantified it with, with how much time saving. Uh, I suppose from an expectation point of view uh, with our advice, we're, we're finding that we're at least getting an hour back of our time every day doing what we're actually doing so so that's big from an administration point of view the admin team uh just they, they don't have as much uh work that they actually do uh, from an administration point of view and then from our power planner point of view is because we're actually now we've got all our sets of advice we've got those pro forma powerpoint documents he can turn them out really quickly so if we had a client that came in today we could have a video to them this afternoon so how many businesses in australia could actually do that there's not many no, and it sounds to me like there's at least sort of three or four, or five hours of power planning time saved alone. Oh, it's it, it is, and uh, still come back to uh, I keep on harping on over and over again: client experience. Forget about our experience. What is the client getting out of it? And that's what is building trust, building relationship with those clients, uh, and providing the advice that they actually need to make sure that it's in their best interest, and and making sure that's working for them for their for their financial life goals. Yeah, fantastic. Now, now let's let's dive into the compliance side of this because I know there's going to be people thinking, well, my compliance department will never allow that. Um, and they probably won't just yet, yeah. um, but it, it could be coming down the track. But talk to me about the, the legal opinions you've had, um, what the lawyers have said to you um, with regards to, you know, is this compliant or is it not? Yeah, so the legislation, uh, again, I'm not going to quote all the regs uh, for it, but uh, but part of the advice is it can be a written format, it can be through gamification, it can be through video. Uh, there's a big range of advice that you actually pr- can provide. And uh, and I suppose it, it, it just takes a few people to be able to sort of take a few more risks. And, and that's the one thing that we're very confident about is the advice that we provide to our clients. Um, we are very diligent when it comes back to the advice. We, we work as a team um, so, so we weren't sort of scared of, okay, taking this step. So number one is getting that legal advice to say, can you do it? That's, that was the big one. Yes, you can do it. Okay, then how? What are we going to be able to present? And it's still everything in the statement of advice. So obviously, the projections is, um, is one thing that we keep out of it because, again, that's five, six pages. If you're actually looking at know your client, then we're talking about another 10 pages of know your client. But uh, we've got all that information in that process as well. So so from a compliance point of view, it's uh, it was a little bit hard to be able to get compliance people to be able to understand what we're trying to do. They could see it, they could understand it, but they weren't confident to turn around and go, well, okay, yep, this this is great. They actually, no, they did think, look, this is fantastic. This is where we need to be able to go. But uh, but how can you do that from a compliance? Because it doesn't fit the checklist, does it? No. It so if you get your compliance checklist, say, okay, have you done this? Paper SOI, blah, blah, you can it, it just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't form part of that. And that's why we really need these uh, these big licensees to, to really start to have a look at uh, what we're doing. Again, we're just a regional financial advice business that decided to be able to take some risks, 
but the risk was to present a better advice process for our clients. So, so we, so, and anyone can do it. We, we've done it. We, we're not tech, tech, technology gurus in, in any sense. Yes, it just takes a little bit of motivation. And so um, I, I'll go back to this mindset because this is where, this is what's holding uh, a lot of um, the, the profession back in this mindset of, you know, that's not the way we've always done it. It's weird. It's outside the box. You know, every time you take something to an underwriter or a compliance person that's outside of a box, it's very difficult for them to go, well, uh, it's okay. How has that been? Like, have you, you know, you've had lawyers look at it, you've had other compliance people. How have you seen that shift, that mind shift in the people that are giving you um, advice on it? Well, it was good. Um, yeah, Sean Graham uh, is, is one of the guys that we use for our compliance audit. So uh, the one question we actually said to him, and once we went through that audit process, said, look, everything's fine. Uh, and we came back and said, look, should we, should we move back to a statement of advice? Is this, are we going too far? What's your thoughts on that? And he just turned around and said, you'd be crazy. Why would you go back? This is, this is the best thing because it's, number one, you're ticking all the boxes from a compliance point of view. But it's, again, come back to client experience. The client understands the advice. It's simple. It's concise. They understand it. And that's what we need to be able to, to, be able to move to. So, so it's, uh, yeah, so it sort of just went, no, nah, there's no way we're actually heading backwards now. It's, uh, yeah, continue on with the video advice and continue to make sure that we can actually provide advice in a better way and and again bring more energy to our videos that's always something that we're trying to do with uh with our advisors as well so we're so we're building on that client experience yeah the uh, the understanding is is the big part there isn't it outside of a um outside of a, a mistake a misunderstanding would have to be um you know one of the biggest cause of complaints oh it is and and to me the way that we're actually doing scoped advice i, just, I can't understand why why we would go back to holistic advice because if you make one little mistake, just say, not, not don't want to put, hang out the um, power planners, but if there's, I don't know, you X plan or whatever you're actually doing and you put some wrong number or anything like that and you don't pick it up. But if you've got a lawyer coming through and actually having a look at this is what you've got in your statement of advice, or guess what, you've done holistic advice. So why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? Why haven't you done this? So it becomes questionable with the advice you're actually providing. You're probably thinking that, this is fantastic advice for the client. But, um, but when you've got a compliance person looking over it, I'll guarantee there's always, you can always find holes. But if you're doing strategic advice that's scoped and you're just you're taking, all that, taking all that and just keeping really concise, guess what? Compliance, you're a lot more compliant than you probably would ever be in a, doing holistic advice. Yes, it's very, it, it, and that whole understanding conversation comes into that as well. You know, we all know that if you overload somebody with too much information and too many decisions at once, then they tend to just um, go into a state of shock and not make any decisions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think from that point of view, if you're if you're overlaying estate planning and super and and you know uh, family issues and you know at risk and all these things in one go, it can be very daunting for a, a client yeah. during their experience. Ah, uh, very good. So, uh, so there's a lot happening in your space. You're, you've created this video statement advice. How long have you been doing it for now? Yeah, so it, so we started two and a half years. As soon as we got ourselves uh, got our licensing, so it's probably been two years now. Six months of making sure we got the legal advice, but we still had to do uh, documents there and videos uh, to be able to show them to be able to get through that legal process of approval. So, but uh, yeah, it's two two years, and uh, we're still learning. Yeah, fantastic. It's an amazing evolution. Um, and talk to me about strategies and because I know that you've done a lot of work in that space as well and just um, some explainer videos around some of the strategies you recommend. 
Yeah, so from a strategy point of view, uh, we, we, we've developed a strategy checklist. So this is why we're really um, confident with the advice we provide. We've got you know, 60 to 80 strategies that we do in a spreadsheet and we tick them all off to say, okay, for every client every year, making sure we don't miss out on anything. Uh, and again, part of our, uh, our session on a Friday is with the five financial advisors. We're reviewing all our clients as part of that process uh, and we're learning. So new clients going through that as well. So um, but from a strategy point of view, it's, uh, it's making sure that clients understand it. So when they're doing a PowerPoint presentation, uh, what we found is clients are actually pausing the video and just going back. And that was probably the critical part of what we, we know with the video advice that it actually works, is that if clients aren't sure, they can just go back, replay it. If it needs a couple of times, then they can do that. So, uh, so strategically with our videos, we're still going through the strategy and actually giving them a good understanding with with the way the advice actually works. So, so, cl so clients can, can understand, especially when you've got complexity. It might be re-contribution strategies or yeah, wh whatever the complexity is. Fantastic. And they're all provided in the, uh, as you go through those strategies, you provide them with a video of each individual strategy if they want to go back and uh, get yeah. deeper and deeper. Uh, yeah, well, well, actually, yeah, Fraser, in that one, it actually still forms part of our video advice. So the strategy and everything else is in that. There's no additional videos that we actually have for that, for that strategic advice. Yeah, okay. Fantastic. And so, so exciting times. Um, and certainly it seems to me like, uh, you know, a, a great way to, um, you know, provide efficiencies and effectiveness in your business, especially around that client experience point of view, as well as, you know, the, the time savings, incredible. Tell us what else you're doing. Cause I know you're doing a lot of work in the, in the space of, you know, talking to clients about their hopes, dreams, goals, aspirations, understanding what their values are in life, understanding that they're on the same page uh, and you're, you're, you know, evolving in that space as well. Yeah, so so it's uh, so we're we're one of the founding businesses in the Lumiate business. I know you had Santi uh, back in February. Uh, so so Lumiate. So we just to come back a couple of years ago, we actually went to United Capital over in the US, over in Dallas, uh, and met a guy called Joe Duran, uh, who's built an unbelievable business. So we actually went through that boot camp and actually went through the training, uh, and it was all about giving value based advice. Uh, so. It, when we came back, we decided as a group to say, okay, look, what can we be able to do? So we've been developing that technology and actually just rebuilding it for well, what's important to us because we can see when you go through, when you look at a process, you can say, okay, look, this works really well, but these other things don't work as well. So, again, five or six businesses got together uh, and Santi being being our little leader uh, decided, decided, look, let's let's build this thing. Uh, so it's all about making sure that, number one, we can actually work out. So the process is doing a competence video. So, again, sorry, competence um, questionnaire, understand, okay, where the confidence levels are for the clients in all the different areas. The values advice. So th this is the critical part, which I think we don't do well as financial advisors. So when we're talking about goals, again, the goals-based advisors are actually doing it really well. Uh, the other advisors, when it comes back to more investment advisors, really struggle with this. But uh, but when we talk about goals, we might come back, yeah, client wants to retire at age 60 with this amount of money, blah, 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 blah. It might be three or four goals. But when you're talking about values and what's really important to clients, what makes them tick? And I might just run through Joe, uh, his example to us, because, again, he uses one of the financial advisors. And, uh, and Joe met with a financial advisor. He's just been on a holiday for six weeks in Spain with a family. And, uh, and one of his values was making sure that he spend more time with family and friends. And, uh, and that, that's critical. Do we have those conversations with our clients? Uh, generally not. So, uh, 
with, with our values conversation, uh, the financial advisor said, okay, Joe, out of zero to 10, where do you think you are on this particular goal? And he goes, nine, fantastic. Just had six weeks, uh, great holiday. And then went to his wife and said, oh, what score would you do? And she said, three. So Joe's turned around and gone, hey, we've just been overseas. We had a great holiday. And then she explained that, Joe, it was fantastic. Love the holiday. But we also know we're probably not going to see you now for the next nine months or 12 months. This is life planning. When you get that, when you get that feedback from a partner to say, okay, look, what's your priority? You said your priority in life is family and friends. What are you doing? You're thinking you're doing a good job. But when you bring that accountability back in, that's what we call it. This is what advisors love. And, uh, and I know we've got a lot of advisors uh, that are leaving the industry, but, uh, but I think Lumion, with what we're actually built, is something we can actually bring those old advisors that are getting out of the industry, get them back in, because this is what they love. They love talking to their clients about values and what's really important to them in life. And guess what? There's no product advice. There's no strategy advice. So, so my big call out to those advisors that love the industry but are getting out because, uh, because of exams or, uh, or the education standards, that there's a big opportunity with Lumion to be able to have really quality conversations with our clients. Um, so that's the values. I just want to cover one thing that we don't do really well in our industry as well is on the risk profiling. And actually, so we've come up with what they call the best, I think the world's best risk profiler questionnaire. So it's about investment preferences. So it's talking to clients, having a conversation, giving them the education about what's really important to them and understand what, what, what again, growth assets, income assets, do the education side, but what's actually really important to them. And for some clients, that might be fees and charges. That might be their driver. They just want to make sure that they've got really low, low fees, but then also pretty low direction uh, when it comes back to their investments. They just don't care about what they're actually doing. Um, whereas other clients want to be, okay, look, I want to be, uh, making sure that we've got good investments there that, that are good for society um, and, uh, and we want to be a lot more customised. We want to be able to have a say with the way that we're actually investing in it. We don't, we're happy to pay a cost for that as well. So currently with our risk profile uh, and unfortunately our statement of advice is coming back into that, <laughs> bringing that back into it, is we've got one risk profile, which is absolutely ridiculous. Clients don't have one risk profile. They should have a risk profile for every goal that they have. So if it's superannuation and it's going to be 30-year time frame, then they should have a different risk profile. If they're actually going to save money for a, whether it be a car or, or doing something like that, that might be two to three years. So it's a completely different risk profile. If it's kids' education and it's the next seven years, it's a different risk profile again. But unfortunately, with what we do with risk profiling is we do this ridiculous balanced and high growth language, which still astounds me today that we're actually using this language. Um, but uh, we're talking about clients and what's really important to them. Uh, what's the client experience? So, so that's where I think this, the area of what we're actually doing with the investment preferences is what do the clients want? We're asking the clients what they want, not the compliance side saying, You've done a Finimetrica, you come back at a 50 score, you're now a moderate portfolio. This means you should have 50% here, 50% there. It's, uh, it's, it's a ridiculous conversation to be able to have. I know advisors have a lot better conversations. They do it from a compliance tick, and that's what it's become. It's like the statement of advice. It's a compliance tick. But the better, is, the, the better uh, conversations that we're having is talking to our clients about risk and return. That's, that's the power 
and to be able to use um, Lumion in that process, we're actually taking notes and clients are actually saying, what's important to me? We want this, 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 and this. The clients are telling us that. It's not about, look, we're going to provide this type of advice. This is going to be more expensive. And then we've got ASIC turning around and saying, it's more expensive. Why are you doing that? Because clients are saying, this is what they want. It's the client experience again. It's a 100% take down to that conversation around know your client, right? I mean, uh, you mentioned the compliance tick before, but the compliance tick is only there because somebody in compliance put the tick there um, sure. around that, um, around that you know, investment pro- profiling conversation, uh, which just happened to coincide with all the names of the products available, um, what are the chances? Uh, Who would have thought? But, uh, but uh, so certainly that idea of, um, you know, client preference certainly makes up the know the client. To me, makes up know the client a lot. Um, well, better. it makes a lot more sense. We're just, we're, again, I, I can get very passionate about this, as you can see. But, uh, yeah, just some of those, the holes and where we've actually come from. Uh, it's been great. I love, I love with where the government's going, uh, education standards and things like that. I, I sent a consultation uh, to ASIC as well, just about what my thoughts are. But, but it's about product is where you get in trouble. Our whole industry is is when you bring product, that's the issue. And uh, and we need to be able to class as accountants and solicitors where we can provide advice, we can do it on an hourly rate, give fantastic advice. Let's leave the statement of advice for the product. I think that's a better way of actually providing advice. So we're, we're again, trying to reduce fees for clients. Um, that's that's going to be a better way to be able to do. But, again, do that once once we've got the exam ticked off and we're, we're all university educated. Let's treat us like professionals rather than salespeople. Yep. Wonderful. Well said. Thank you. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you for coming on the Scale Up series and uh, just talking about what the stuff you're doing in your practice now that you have done and you've you know tried and tested uh, with clients and, and they're proving to certainly love the experience. So I really appreciate you coming and sharing. Um, and if somebody wants to continue the conversation, how can they sort of find you? Yeah, probably the best ones are LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, happy to happy to connect with anyone there. Uh, again, because I'm really trying to get some momentum. Of uh, I've done a few webinars now, just talking about and giving you examples of what we what we do with our video advice. So, uh, so it's probably something that we need to start doing a little bit more of as a business, just so we can share that out to other businesses, so they can see what we actually do, how we do it, uh, and try to try to get other businesses uh, to embrace what the way the where we're going, which is going to be better off for clients. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Let's let's get some other businesses joining the uh, joining the bandwagon, uh, following you in following in your footsteps. Thank you, James. Really appreciate your time and uh, and generosity in sharing what you're doing. No worries. Thanks, Fraser. Well, there you have it. Another episode of the XY Advisor podcast. I'm Fraser Jack, and I'm joined by Emily Blanche. Hey, Em. Hey, Fraser. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. <laughs> now, a, a really cool part of the week, uh, we get to hang out uh, every week and talk about um, what some great work people are doing and we give them a bit of a shout out this time. So who should we shout out to today? Today, we are going to give a big shout out to XY Advisor Paul Benson. He jumped on to join us for an XY Plus web event recently to discuss acquisition or growing organically versus acquisition. And it was really a case of Paul jumping on, really uh, giving us a look into his experiences and his journey. So he has done both organic growth and acquisition. He's learned a lot along the way, made plenty of mistakes. And yeah, it was just a really frank conversation of him sharing those experiences and what he's learnt. Um, Plenty of great comments coming through the session as well from other advisors just saying thank you for sharing 
uh, some really good insights in there. So it's just an awesome, awesome conversation. And you know, my, my favorite thing, a good old dose of peer-to-peer learning. So shout out to Paul. Well done, Paul. Good on you, mate. Uh, yeah, certainly a bit of uh, giving back to the community. Uh, a bit of thought leadership and, and, and kind of love a little bit of experience. I love it when, when you hear the stories when things go right, but also when things go wrong and you can go, yeah, you know what? That's a pretty good idea, pretty good learning from that mistake. So thanks for being vulnerable, Paul. What a legend.